Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends, one of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So join us now for Real People, Real Topics, Real Talk. Let's face it. Welcome to the show, Sunday, August the 9th, 2015. We are your hosts. I'm Will Strayhorn. Alicia Brown. Danielle Booth. Liz Garrett. And I'm Nathan Whitfield. <laughs> Nathan Whitfield. How's everybody doing? Y'all have a good weekend? <laughs> well, I did, I did. I, <laughs> I'm just a little heartbroken right now. Just, just a little. Oh, yeah, wow. you know, wow. Wow. The, well, the week started off very encouraging. Y'all know how I am. I'm always the, the joyful one. And, you know, the week mm-hmm. started off with the belief that anything was possible. Because any time that Donald Trump is the Republican forerunner for a presidential candidate, <laughs> you know oh, that Lord, all I know, right? things are possible. So that's your message. Don't ever give up on your dreams. But then four days ago, I received a devastating blow. Now, I don't know what it is in the air, but, you know, there's so many celebrity couples and even regular people that are just breaking up who've been together forever and ever. But there's one one breakup in particular that just broke my heart. And I'm t- sharing this because I know some of y'all might not be aware. Now, mm-hmm. love sometimes can be a gamble. But after almost mm-hmm. 30 years together, Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog oh, have all that quits. And according to the report, (laughs) the two will continue to work together on the upcoming Muffets reboot, Mm -hmm. but they said they will be seeing other people. So if Miss Kitty and Kermit the Frog can't make it, I just don't know no more. So that, I'm a little heartbroken right now, but (laughs) y'all just go on with y'all. Wow. Yes, it's Splitsville, almost 30 years strong. (laughs) Mm. I want y'all to meditate on this. I'm saying. Yeah, I see. I'm saying. I'm broken up right now. Choked up. I can't talk. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But how was your weekend, Will? Um, my weekend was really good. My weekend, I had okay. actually really good weekend. Um, you know, last night we hung out. Me, Danielle, and Nate. We hung out at the um, Funny Bone. Monique, she was off the hook. It's hilarious. Her actually, her the people that opened for her. Well, I think one girl was from here, and then the other guy, Tonex, he was from Atlanta. I think he was hilarious. I mean, he could have had a a show by himself, really. But it was really okay. good. I really enjoyed. You know, that was our first time meeting Danielle. She's a sweet, beautiful young yeah. lady. Um, had a good time with her. Um, we were supposed to go out and eat, but we, you know, by the time we got out, it was like twelve thirty, and then exactly. they had to do a wedding. And then I had to prepare because tonight I cooked my first dinner in my new place, and it oh. turned out very, yes. I, did, I didn't burn the house down, even oh, though yes. when I got Why back, yes, I cooked. I cooked a gourmet meal. I would be proud did of myself. Did anybody witness I, I, this? 
Nope. nope. But I think people smelt it downstairs because I thought it. I thought it was burning, but it wasn't. It wasn't burning. <laughs> I don't believe was, you. Both. There's something wrong with the, the stove. The stove do that. Oh, okay. But it's you know, stove fault, right? It was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. So I had a good time. I had a really good time. Okay. <laughs> Who else had a I'm good proud. weekend? Well, well, Ms. thank Liz. you. What did you do, Liz? Okay, go ahead. That was Dan- I'm Danielle. I was talking. There was a list. Okay. I was just saying to piggyback off what you were saying. I had a good good time this weekend with you and Nate. It was exciting to see you in person. And oh, Monique just had me laughing till my belly hurt. So yeah. I came home and I had to lay down. I was worn out from laughing between her and Tonex. It, it definitely was a good time. And um, today has been great. I did some exercising. I said I'm going to get myself ready to look the part today. All right. Doing a little bit of exercise. Yeah, Danielle's got this, like, bohemian chic look going down. She looked really good. When I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah. She has a little locks going. Everything was nice and flowing. Yeah, I like your image. It was nice. It was nice. I did all right for change. I had a really great weekend up until my wedding today. Um, what do you mean? I you, we laughed out married? loud last night. My head was hurting. I mean, I had to take a Tylenol when I came home because my head was hurting so bad because we <laughs> laughed so much. Laugh. But it was just an awesome show. I mean, the girl was mad funny. And mm-hmm. it was good to be, I think she was happy to be back on stage. And we shared yeah. a wonderful yeah. hug. I mean, we, we locked so do you hear me? I think I blessed her. She saw me and oh, pointed at me, and she wanted me to bless her. Yeah, yeah. it was either that or the alcohol. I know that Negro. <laughs> but um, then I had a wedding today that, Lord knows, I wish I would have drunk some alcohol prior to going. Oh. But I tell you, I was so grateful when it was over. I tell you, I was so happy when it was over, but I was excited for the show tonight. I don't know why, but I'm always excited to be around my host and my co-host. So I can't wait for us to begin the show tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What about Liz? What did Liz do? Uh. With Liz? Oh, you know what? I think I think we lost Liz. She keeps dropping. Liz, Liz, Liz there? Yeah, I'm no, here. she keeps dropping. There go Liz. Liz. She here. Hey, Liz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Nate. <laughs> Help us, um, I celebrated about four of my friends' birthdays. So. Oh, um, wonderful. Yeah, my liver isn't really happy, but you know, you only live once. I know. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> I did a little moving. I did a little road trip with my little brother. You know, I just had a lot of friends this weekend. Okay. That's so sweet and precious. That is. (laughs) See, everybody won't heartbroken like me. I'm still on the high from from Monique. Monique had me laughing. I'm sorry. I wish I could see her again. Danielle says she's seen her like eight or nine times, right? Oh, wow. Okay, are you a fan? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a slightly. fan. She's slightly. <laughs> a little bit. A I'm fanatic. not feeling the loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm just loyal, that's all. When I like you, I come back and keep getting my money, especially if I like well, you. Well, ain't no wrong with 
with that? Ain't nothing wrong with that. So late. All so right. Late. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, of course, we like to do our hot topics. Yeah, this is my favorite part. One. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to just try to be objective and not really get. This is stupid, but anyway, the hot topic, the article was called "The Cheating Spouse Busted." Okay, uh-huh. um, teenagers catch this wife sexting another man, and they warn the husband with the note. Now, this was during a Leonard Bray's baseball game. Um, There were two teenage sisters who saw this woman that was seated in front of them sexing with some guy. Um, The woman was attending the baseball game with her husband, and, you know, like usual, you know, somebody gets up and they leave their seat. When he left, she was texting on her phone to a number that said Nancy. But the girls noticed, now, you know, they was really looking, because what they noticed is she said, Mark Allen, I love you so much. First of all, I want to know why you all up in my phone where you can see my text, but I'm just going to share the story. I'm not going to. Okay. So she's texting other messages, and the two teenage girls are snapping pictures of her phone and what she's texting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when the husband returned to his seat, of course, because this is your man and this is my husband, I'm going to go ahead and put my phone up so he don't know what I'm doing. So the two teenage right. sisters felt like I'm he familiar. needed to know what happened. You know, so once the game ended, the sisters took an opportunity when the wife was walking in front of him, they slipped the husband a note. The note read, Mm. your wife is cheating on you. Look at the messages under Nancy. It's really a man named Mark Allen. There's pictures on my phone. She has deleted the messages. Sorry, just thought you should know. So later on, the husband texted one of the girls to ask for the pictures. Um, we don't know what happened after that, but to add to the story, these teenage sisters actually posted the pictures of what the woman had said on social media. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna shut up right now. But the question is, how far are you willing to go to alert someone that their spouse is cheating on them, or would you just turn a blind eye? And I want to add to that, does it make a difference if it's a friend or stranger? Well, this thing, yeah. Now, it depends on the friend. Now, if this is my best home girl, then I got to let her know what's going on. But if it's some random Joe out in public, that ain't none of my business. He's not about to get me shot, hurt, stabbed, trying to get somebody else's business. So I'm going to pass on that one. I mean, maybe I'm just trying to watch the game and get my hot dog. You all up in my text and stuff. Okay, I'm just trying to be objective. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Was that Nate talking? I was saying, especially when they already know. Yeah, this is Nate. Especially when they already know, they don't. They, they don't want to hear nobody else tell them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear. So I, I would keep it to myself. Mm. Well, know, just, go ahead, Will. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, I'll save mine to the last. Go ahead. And so will I. I guess my problem with the story was I'm sitting here, whatever I'm doing, it's my phone. First of all, why are you so up in – I mean, I've been to games before. I have never been so up into the person's in front of me, your cell phone. Like, I, how close – I mean, how much am I leaning over your shoulder to see what you're texting on your phone? 
I mean, for real, for real, unless you got vision just that good. Well, to be honest, I do it to my clients all the time. But see, that's <laughs> me different. Too. Oh, wait a minute. Well, yeah, they that's they that's they they me too. Oh, yeah. And I say, I ain't so hey, but it ain't none of my business. I keep my feet. I just keep running your hair. You know what? Oh, okay. See, I'm going to make a list. Uh, a preacher that says, once you see it, you are responsible. That's why I try right. not to see right. So, I think what I would do, because you know what Nate taught me a long time ago, if couples are having issues, problems, evidently something's going on in their relationship, stay out of it because he's taught me that once you start stepping in as a third party, mm. that couple will work their issues out and then you will be the bad yep. guy for turning somebody in. Exactly. So unless it's like my my very, 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 very close blood relative, very close, very close, I mean, mm-hmm. very close blood relative, I'm going to, you know, do my best to stay out of it because those people work that out and then they'll turn on you for stepping in and trying to break them up behind the truth. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I, I, I will pretty much, unless they're really close, I'll, I'll stay out of it. That's what I'll do. Liz, Thank we didn't you. hear from you. What would you do? You know, I've been in this situation before, actually. Uh-oh. Um, I know. But I'm that person, I'm going to just tell, like, I'm going to tell you, and what you do with the information, that's your business. Okay. Mm. You know, because I don't want somebody to come back and say, well, you knew. Well, so, right, I knew. So I'm going to tell you. But they was at the game, and you ain't know none of these people. This is not your business. But you don't you know, my phone, They are getting wrapped up into their, the celebrityism or whoever the person is, that they feel like they it's their responsibility to let that person know. So, I mean, because, but, you know, average Joe Blow, plus they, you know, people can be messy, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it started to be messy when they put yeah. it on social media. And, but, see, that's, when, that's just evident of them being messy. See, somebody uh-huh. just telling you this, and then they coming back to making sure you're okay, that person really care about what's going on with you. But when they start social media and they didn't even, I mean, he, they didn't even send him the Im- images. They put it all over for the whole world to see. Right. So now, they not did only can he not solve his problem in his home, now he got to be embarrassed about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of messy, if you've been on mm. social media mm-hmm. lately, there's a story brewing about Sierra and Future. Um, oh, Lord. Future basically, yeah. Future went on the Breakfast Club and did an interview, and basically he had a problem with Sierra, Sierra's new boyfriend, Russell, pushing his son in a stroller. Um, so there's hmm. been, if you saw like Facebook or Instagram, it's really been you're either on Sierra's side or you're on Future's side. But my question is, you know, if you were dating, and you know, does he really have a point? If you were dating someone, don't you want your children to be around that person, or do you not want your child to be around that person? Okay, no, he don't have a point. Okay, future need to grow up. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
that thing. he's just upset because she didn't found her a good man. Not just no man, I'm but a good man. Quarterback, boo-boo. Quarterback. And, and my thing is, it was, I can see if it was one thing, if it was another future, then you would be a little nervous because <laughs> you got somebody just like me. But you done upgraded. What? And what? now he's still threatened by this man. So future want to be that man around my baby. Boy, go sit down. Okay, that's a question, though. I also add that Sierra has been around his children. That's where I was going. Yes, God. How many of your kids? Yeah, he has multiple baby mamas, so it was a whole lot of getting to know different people. Right. Yeah. But it was okay when I was playing baby mama to all of your children, including being introduced to your baby mamas. But now I'm going to upgrade with Mr. Russell Wilson, quarterback, may I remind you. Um, the the two been going out for six months. So I mean, so if they get married, I still can't have my child around around the dude. I mean, what point is are you okay? Are you comfortable? Because one of the things he he was mad when the when the guys pushing the child in the stroller. He's mad when when the child you know was caught hugging the guy. I mean, so you supposed to date somebody? You're having a serious relationship, and at no point ever is a child supposed to know that person exists. That makes no sense. No sense at all. And you really should be more concerned, is this guy a good example? Is he a good person around your child versus the fact you don't want him around your kid at all? But I'm I'm just going to be quiet. And to piggyback Mm. off of that, what you're just saying you really don't get to make that call once the relationship is over. You don't get to tell your mate, right. hey, you can't have so-and-so. The only time that you really can get involved is if that mate is doing something to your child. But other than that, I don't get to decide who my ex is dating and who my ex brings around. I just hope that my ex has enough sense not to bring crazy around my child. Exactly. But you don't get to make those decisions. Thank you. And at least wait and see how, you know, what he his position with the child is, I'm sure somebody yeah. like Russell, he's not going to be, you know, not let Future be the daddy. You know, he knows his position. He's just the Arab boyfriend who so happened to have a child by Future. He knows Future's right. the daddy. Preach. You better preach, Nate. Amen. Preach. That's right. Well, let me That's tell you all about this story that I read the other day about this man who saw his wife for the first time without makeup. <laughs> and now he is suing that ass because of the trauma after he was shocked when he woke up. The unnamed couple had just got married in Argentina. After spending the night together, the husband woke up and found his wife bad-faced. Now, don't you know she should have got up early that morning and put that makeup back on? But rather than admiring her natural beauty, instead the man refused to believe the woman was his wife and believed she was a thief. So my question to you ladies and gentlemen, what would you do if you were dating somebody and they woke up and they looked like a monster, if they were unattractive? Is beauty a deal breaker for you? Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, right. I'm talking about butt It's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. Well, I mean, that looks, looks usually. William, I said butt ugly. 
I keep seeing Monique. I keep seeing Monique. But you know what? You're leaning back on the wall. Look is the first thing that you're, that's what normally attracts you. I mean, you know, you walk down the street, you see something look good, you look. But it goes much deeper as you get to know somebody. Because I've seen people who are just drop dead gorgeous, get to know them, and they just instantly, because of their character and things, just turn ugly. So you're not attracted to them. But I think initially, yeah, looks is what look. Well, you know what? Now is body. Looks and body. As I'm getting in shape, body is really big on me. So, um, looks and body is it's important in the beginning, but then it moves past that, and it, rather swiftly too. Um, once you first start to get to know people, that can be an instant turn off if their inside and, doesn't match their outside beauty. And okay, can I just cut you off? Because see, mm-hmm. that that's a really good answer. That's a good answer. Um, but see, that's not matching the story. That's not matching the story. See, I'm going to go back to the story you said. He asked personally. Mm -hmm. Personally. It's not about the story. It's personally for you. For Alicia Brown, is the beauty of the no, deal breaker. But Alicia Brown, I got because to Because you know we're about story. to marry you. We're about to get you married. So I want to know, can I find you an ugly dude? <laughs> an ugly dude with a good heart? Or you want, what, what you want? You know what? You already know my qualifies, Will, so we ain't going to hit that today. Um, yeah, let me announce those right now. Oh, no, you do not. <laughs> Just in case we have anybody out there. You know what? Miss Alicia Brown, okay, as you well know, I'm a person that is attracted by your personality, okay? The qualifiers I have deal with. (laughs) And how you see that? I've never seen personality walking down the street. Me neither. What size they wear? You know what that (laughs) means? That's personality is I. Yeah. See, that means you have to get to know a person than being stuck up okay. on everything you saw when you first seen them. Okay? That's what that means. Thank you. So things like intelligence, I can't see when you're walking down the street. Because there are nerdy people, mm-hmm. nerdy-looking people that are stupid. Okay? So just because you okay. look nerdy doesn't mean you're intelligent. I like to get to actually know your personality. I can't see your love for Christ through your appearance. Okay, but I was just going with the story. No, um, no, because you can't. the Bible say cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> yeah, You know I what? I think he had too much communion wine today. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. He been sipping way okay. too much communion wine. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, I'm gonna have to say that he has to be attractive because I can't lay beside nothing that is not attractive. And then to confirm that he's attractive, mm-hmm. we're going to go take uh, a dip in the ocean because all whatever you got on is going to come off and I'm going to know what I'm working with. Um, then we get to make that decision. And then, you know, personality is wonderful, but I'm not sleeping with but ugly. I just can't oh, do it. Jesus. I don't want you to touch me. Oh. Don't breathe near me. Oh, my God. I, I'm sorry. There's someone out there for you, but it's not Danielle. <laughs> Love and blessings. I love her. Yes. Now I think the average person does not like but ugly. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I hope I ain't got to dip you in nothing for whatever to wash off. <laughs> but I guess men wear makeup too. I guess they do. I I just I thought yeah. it was more of a chick thing, but okay. Okay. You know, we cool. always what? use the makeup to. You know, we can go to the pool or the ocean or. 
I do because I just feel like I'm I'm one of those people where I like it all natural. So I don't want to see the nails. Mm. I don't want to see eyelashes. I don't want to see none of that. Oh. I want to see who you are first. Because when you wake up in the morning, unless you're going to get up an hour before me and go do all that, you know, I got to see what I'm getting mm. used to. But on the other mm. hand, there, I do Pretty have clear. to follow their personality as well. So it's a 50 mm. 50. But I do like to know what I'm looking at 6 o'clock in the morning when I wake up before I go to work. Thank you. That's why I'm feeling sorry for my man. I'm really feeling sorry for him. Because you know, Will, you and Nate know, LFI pageantry now. Come on. There's a big difference Mm -hmm. for some people. When you put that makeup on and you take that makeup, y'all, you can scare some people. And we know some people, y'all stay made up, dude up, faced up every single day. You look gorgeous. Take Mm -hmm. that stuff off. Yeah. Don't do it. So I, I, I'm feeling for dude because you know there are some people you look dramatically different mm-hmm. without that makeup on, and I, I can sympathize. I would hope <clears throat> in the course of your relationship you would have known each other at least personal enough where some of that came off, but yeah, I guess it could happen. I feel well, you know what? It's so good that we're bringing up the makeup because, you know, one of our guests this evening is the wonderful Miss Teresa Francine from New York. Yes. Celebrity uh, makeup artist. She'll be on. Alicia, with that in mind, why don't you tell us what tonight's show is about? Yes, would love to. Of course, you know, some say first impressions are everything, but so much goes into creating that award-winning image. So tonight we're talking about look the part. And that's everything from the inside out. That's everything about how you can have the appropriate attire for your shape and your size, everything from healthy nutrition so that and fitness tips so that you feel good, which is big in helping you look the part or have that look you want to achieve, uh, what your hair and makeup says about you, as well as how you can create that celebrity, attention-grabbing look that you want people to see. So we have a lot of wonderful expert guests on tonight who are going to address every single one of those areas. All right. So coming up after this commercial break, we're going to have celebrity New York City makeup artist Teresa Francine. So you're listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back. We asked kids what it took to be a dad. This is what they had to say. A father is always present. I mean, what what real father figure can you have if they're not there? In order to be a good dad, you need to love love your son. You need to put gas in your car so you don't break down in the middle of nowhere. And you need to make some breakfast. Yep. I mean, just to maybe um, play, like, a board game with me or to just stay home and play um, some video games with me. Just to do, like, that one little thing is what I really look forward to. I'm not asking him to be a perfect dad, but he should try. He's just a constant force in my life. There's no other type of love like a dad's love because it's not comparable to anything else. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
You're listening to Let's Face It, one of the hottest talk radio shows on the web. Are you looking for more exposure for your brand, product, event, or special story? Let's Face It Radio is the place for you. We're also seeking guest experts specializing in sex and relationships, health and wellness, politics, law, spirituality and religion, just to name a few. Looking for low-cost marketing opportunities? We'll look no further. We offer multiple advertising campaigns via website ads or audio commercial opportunities played live during the show. Visit www.letsfaceitradio.com and complete the appropriate contact form for more information. My name is Japal. Two years ago, I received a kidney transplant. For seven and a half years, I was a patient receiving dialysis. But after my transplant, my strength and energy came back. I was able to find and marry the love of my life. I appreciate being able to be the husband that she deserves. My kidney transplant gave me my life back. You have the power to donate life. Be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. To find out how, go today to DonateLife.net. Welcome back to Let's Face It. I am your host, Will Strayhorn, the first guest that we have for this evening. Um, she's New York-based celebrity makeup artist, Teresa Francine. She's been doing makeup for, I think, 11 years now, and she is so fabulous that Nate and, you know, Nate and myself, we're both makeup artists as well, and we each are huge fans of Teresa Francine. Um, she says that each of her clients, she creates facial masterpieces using blank canvases for brides, runway models, and celebrity alike. Um, she's a self-taught Freeport, New York native. Um, she specializes in makeup application as well as makeup for fashion editorial, beauty, runway, bridal, advertising, and television. Um, some of her celebrity artists that her bright disposition and her well-owned skills have attracted are um, comedian Steve Harvey, gospel duo Mary Mary, supermodel Cecily Lopez, Grammy Award-winning group The Roots, and hip-hop artist Q-Tip, just to name a few. So please help me give a warm welcome of applause to Miss Teresa Francine. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Hey, Paul. How you guys doing? <laughs> Good. Hi. Hello. Hey, how how are you? Yes. How are you Doing well, doing well. Uh, so I just want to jump right in. Teresa, what inspired you to become a makeup artist? Because we, Nate and, like I said, Nate, and Nate actually introduced me to your work on, um, I think it was Instagram. And I was like, wow. And I had been watching you. I saw that you were having classes in New York and all of that. So what actually inspired you to become a makeup artist? Oh, um, well, growing up, growing up, I've always been artistic, so um, when I decided to pursue makeup, it was um, pretty much because um, I was looking for something that was going to allow me to uh, be creative. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, with makeup, there's endless um, creative possibilities. So, you know, um, along with, you know, when you have your personal clients, you can interact with them you know, as well as make them feel good on the inside as well as the outside. So, you know, that's what I enjoy most about um, pursuing it. So that's what inspired me more so. 
Teresa, wow. this is Nate. And I tell you, your work is just amazing. I mean, I can yes, like it, it just all day long on everything, every <laughs> social media site you're on. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. What would be a typical daily beauty routine for you? Um, well, my daily routine always starts with skincare. For me, um, if the if the skin is not looking good underneath the makeup, then your makeup is not going to look great either. So um, for me, I um, I absolutely love my Embryo Leaf um, Lock Cream. And, yes, um, yes. Since um, I want to say like for like the past seven. Um, six, seven years, so I absolutely love it. My skin loves it. I use it on my clients, um, so it's my favorite. <laughs> um, yeah. I also, people consider me um, a great brow person, so for me, yes, I'm you are. Yeah. <laughs> that's your signature. <laughs> that's what everybody, my sister always tells me. She's like, that's your signature, your brows. And I'm like, but everybody's a brow person. But I guess No, I'm, you I'm, are the brow queen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yes, um I always make sure that um with every application that I do on myself, my brows always have to be filled in. So, you know, um uh, so I always have to have my brows and, you know, my skincare. Um so that's usually the majority of like what I do on a daily basis, whether if I'm wearing a soft makeup application or not really mm-hmm. um, if I'm doing an intense makeup application. Brows and always, I always use my skincare because, you know, good black won't crack, but if you don't take care of your right. skin, it can crack. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Hi, so this is Liz. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, so besides your face cream, what other beauty products can you not live without? Oh, my gosh. Currently, um, my sister actually introduced me to this um, product from Clinique. It's called their Smart Serum. So I love it. it I use it um, every day underneath, uh, on top, um, before I put my moisturizer on. It leaves my skin feeling so soft. Like um, hmm. it has a hyaluronic acid in it, so it also just really just um, breaks down um, a lot of any like it's just almost like like a blur cream. So anything that hmm. you did the night before brings your face back to you know the way it should look. So um, the uh, Clinique Smart Serum is like my favorite right now, and um, I'm I I use Mac. Um, Chestnut lip pencil for everything. Like, <laughs> love that. <laughs> love that. If you go and you pick up that pencil and it's sold out, it was me. I probably bought like four of them. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now that we're moving into the fall winter season, the whole purpose of the show really is to help women. Because as a style coach, I'm also, as you know, a makeup artist and a hairstylist. We get a lot of people asking us, you know, what are the new trends? Um, what are you seeing as being the new makeup trends for the fall winter season of 2015? Um, I am seeing um, a lot of graphic eyeliner 
you know, um, okay. on the runways, like graphic eyeliner, so yeah. don't be afraid to do your cat liner or, you know, have a yeah. little fun. Um, so graphic eyeliner is definitely um, big for the fall uh, winter trends. Um, smoldering smoky eyes, you know, that's always a big thing. Um, yeah. I also notice, like, bold lips, reds, and plums. And um, semi-matte skin. It's not really about the glossy skin. And, um, you know, chiseled bone structure, you know, bring out your cheekbones nicely. So that's what I've noticed, um, you know, um, when I'm looking at the uh, fall makeup trends and, you know, when people Mm -hmm. ask me, that's what I see a lot on runway as well as um, cosmetic brands, you know, that's what Mm -hmm. they are leaning towards this fall winter season. <laughs> are, are you see so are you seeing you're seeing more or less of the glow that everybody was going for for the summer? Yeah, so, yeah, the J Lo glow is that is that finally okay. I'm sorry. The grease look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not this not this um because it's all about, you know, semi matte skin, more sculpted skin. I've I've noticed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um but you know, but Makeup is all about how you feel. If you feel like you like mm. to have your skin glowing throughout the year, let your skin glow. Like, I feel I'm going to be glowing in the winter. <laughs> so, right, right, exactly, um, yeah, yeah. More of a natural yeah. glow thing. So, you know, I have one more question then, because I do consider you the brow queen, whether you, you know, you want to take my title or not and give it to you. But uh, well, are you seeing, because I know, like, last season, more um, well, a couple seasons, everybody was doing the sculpted brow. And then I, I heard last season, or this season, people were doing um, more of a, a natural, a thicker brow. What, what are you seeing as far as the trends for brows? What are you seeing on the um, runways and things? I'm noticing, like, uh, more of, uh, you know, still a sold-in brow. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's still, it's, it, that trend is still big. Um, now, mm-hmm. like, big brows are still in. You know, it still hasn't okay. um, changed. I think, like, um, for a lot of people, a lot of people want that trend to go. Some people want that trend to go away, but I really do think mm-hmm. that um, big brows are, are here to stay for a while. I haven't seen um, yeah. any difference in the application um, for brows, so big brows are still in. Okay. So, Teresa. Um, For women maybe that normally don't wear makeup but understand the importance of of looking the part, so they may be willing to, you know, wear something, at least mascara at least, what are your suggestions on easing them into being a makeup wear and what should they try that won't shock them, you know, when they look in the mirror? It's great that you said that. I actually um, was thinking about um, mascara. Mascara is definitely, you know, something that, you know, is very important. I think every woman should um, have and use, you know, because it really just brightens and opens up the eyes, you know. Um, I think every woman just wants to have, you know, nice, flirty, um, beautiful lashes or mascara, depending on the mascara you use, um, that helps bring it out. But um, since the moisturizer, I think a lot of women are just afraid of um, putting something on their skin because they think that, you know, when you when the, um, the term foundation is used, they think of, 
it, foundation looking like a lot of makeup. But there are so many different um, types of foundations. You can get a very, you know, natural makeup look where people won't even don't even know you're wearing makeup. So I think tinted moisturizer is a wonderful, um, like, you know, for somebody that's like they want to try something new but they still want to look like themselves, a tinted moisturizer. Um, mm-hmm. Always blush and um, a little bit of lipstick, and I think that should be able, that would help someone that is just getting into makeup kind of start out with some of the basics where it's not, Overwhelming for them. Okay, and that okay. you know, and that brings us to our audience question. Because one of mm-hmm. our audience just typed in, "What is the proper order for applying makeup?" Ah, oh, wait for so party makeup. For applying makeup. Oh, for applying makeup. Sorry, um, I, it varies. You know, I, I, I'll speak from my personal experience. I know, like, um, for me, if I'm going. Um, to an event, and the focus is my eye makeup. I'll start mm-hmm. with my eye makeup. But um, if I'm doing my everyday uh, natural look, then I'll start with my foundation, then my eyes. So it kind of just um, varies. I know I always end up doing lips last, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I, as soon as I notice when I do my um, my lips last, sometimes I may need to add a little bit of blush um, just to add a little bit more um, balance to the face, a little bit more blush. So it kind of just um, mm. varies depending on the situation. So I never say that there's a wrong or right way to exactly. apply. I mean, order of application just depends on, you know, the situation that you're going through. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we had another audience um, question that was submitted, Teresa. She says, I don't wear a lot of makeup, so how can I make liner that I put on my eyebrows look natural? Ah. <laughs> liner on my brow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is how I feel. You don't wear a lot of makeup, but um, you want to wear liner on the brows. Um, liner, depending on the liner, can be very intense. So if you're wearing... Um, very little makeup, your brows are going to definitely look very intense. So um, if you wear very little makeup, you want to kind of adjust it to um, the amount of makeup that you're wearing. I know when I wear a lot of makeup, I'll do, you know, a more intense brow. But because this person is um, wearing little makeup, you might maybe want to use maybe an eyeshadow powder eyeshadow, something like in a medium um, to deep tone, depending on your hair um, color. Um, so that would help define the brow and also be faster, um, a faster time to apply your um, eyebrow makeup, too, because it's a powder and it's more forgiving. Okay. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's good. Well, Teresa, do you have anything that's coming up that you want to let the listeners know about any classes? And also, where can they follow you? How can they follow you on the Internet? Uh, yes. Um, I am having uh, classes coming up. Um, I'm always having, I always teach my one-on-one classes. They're hands-on um, pretty much for the most part. Um, they're in New York. I'm based in New York. And, um, you know, you can email me, info at net, And, um 
uh, social media. My Instagram is at Teresa Francine. Um, it's one word, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E. The tw- my Twitter is um, the same as well. Or you can email me directly at info at net, and my website is connected to my email address. So check me out. <laughs> well, Teresa, I have to say that you inspire me. You're one of the artists that inspire me as a makeup artist. I tell you, mm-hmm. and I love to see your face. You know, I love to see you do Beautiful. your Beautiful. But I love to see when you post pictures of your face. So I appreciate you for coming on our show yeah. and inspiring our yes, audience um, with your knowledge, giving our um, young ladies the opportunity to listen about makeup, application, and everything, mm-hmm. and what you like to do. So we thank you so yeah. much for coming on our show, and we hope that you come again. Yes, yeah, please. please. Thank you. Please. And oh, take, oh, take more car selfies. Take more car selfies. Yeah. So real tea. <laughs> yeah, because, Nate, the hair is always on point, too. Don't forget that. Exactly. Oh, her, hair is, her hair is always on point. <laughs> well, thank you, Teresa. Thank you. thank you, guys. Seriously, I'm 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 honored and humbled. Thank you again. You're welcome. Have a good evening. Hi, you guys too. Mwah. Kisses. Thank you. Well, that was some awesome tips. I've learned yeah. a lot. But, of course, you can't have the makeup without the hair. And, you know, we have an awesome, our next guest, Antiqua, has been a professional hairstylist in New York for 17 years. Um, Impressive story of how she fulfilled her childhood dream to own her own salon by age 25 and then opened her first salon on 42nd Street. And she has been featured from everything with Essence, Black Men Magazine, Sophisticates Black Hair, and Black Enterprise, just to name a few. And her slogan is, Be a Beautiful Distraction, and her mission is to provide the everyday woman with the relaxing experience away from her everyday life in a timely, professional manner with a delivery of expert service. So please join me to welcoming to Let's Face It Radio, Antiqua. And Antiqua, how are you doing this evening? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm wonderful. Um just you know, just looking at your, your impressive background. Um, everything from being featured on American Next Top Model and some of the people that you've had the opportunity to work with. Um, there's so much going on now with the hair industry and of course I think one of the issues that me and um Will always go back and forth on is the whole natural versus the whole relaxed hairstyle. So I definitely want to get your opinion on that. And it's one of the questions that, of course, all the listeners wanted to know. Should I relax my hair or should I go natural? Well, I get that question every day from clients. (laughs) (laughs) I'm natural myself. I've been natural for 13 years, and I love it. But a lot of times people think going natural means it's going to make their life easier. They don't have to go to the salon, but that's not true. It doesn't mean now I don't get to take care of my hair. You do have to take care of your hair, and depending on your hair texture, um, it could be more work. Absolutely. I always say consult with a professional hairstylist who has knowledge on relaxed as well as natural hair and let the stylist help you make the decision. There isn't one that's 
better or worse. It's just a matter of lifestyle. Yes. Budget. And do you have the time to upkeep, you know, and that's going to vary depending on each client, you know, from that wavy hair to that super, super curly hair. So it really depends if lifestyle, everything plays a factor in that. So you definitely don't think going natural is easier because it's not. Because especially in the summertime, it can be a lot more work. Yes, God. A lot more work with the humidity and if you're wearing it straight or if you're doing a wash and go. I mean, there's definitely a technique to it. I have women who come in, they've been natural for years, and have no clue what to do with their hair. Um, So going natural is is just not for everyone. I love it. I'm knowledgeable on both relaxing natural hair, but it's definitely not for everybody. So I would say factor in your budget, your lifestyle, as well as your hair texture and speak with a professional. So... My 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 thing would be, you know, one is not better than the other. It's all going to depend on those three things. Good advice. Hey, Antiqua, this is Danielle. I have a question for you. Too. Hi, Danielle. My question, hey, my question is, what are the pros and cons of wearing hair extensions? And I'm sure this is another question you probably get pretty often as well. Yes, I do. Um well, with hair extension, some of the pros are is that if you are transitioning from relaxed to natural, it can be a protective style, and it can be a very easy way to transition over from having a relaxer to natural hair, so you can use it as a protective style. It also has a lot of versatility. You can basically, that you have endless options on texture and styling that you can transform yourself into in a matter of hours. So there's the versatility, that's a pro. Um, as far as styling, your look, and as well as the texture. And it also allows you to basically apply heat every day if you wanted to. You know, some people want to refresh their hairstyle every day. You cannot apply heat to your natural hair every day. But if you have mm-hmm. any hair extensions, you can go in there, flat iron, curl that hair. You can do whatever you want to. You can beat it up because at the end of the day, when it's, when it's time for it to come out, you can throw the hair away if you beat it up. So you have a lot of versatility there. The cons to it is if it's not applied properly, you can you can have hair damage as well as scalp damage, and it can be permanent scalp damage. So I know there's a lot of options out as far as where you can go and get your extensions done, but I would definitely advise all the listeners to do some research and make sure that you're going to someone who specializes in doing hair extensions and they're very knowledgeable on what they're doing. Don't just go in and get these quick things done because it can cause permanent scalp damage. And then having a hair extension, now there is no option because they've damaged your hair and your scalp so much that now you don't have any hair, so now you have no option as far as getting any hair extension. So you definitely want to make sure you go to somebody who's knowledgeable on applying hair extension or it can have permanent scalp damage and or damage to your hair. Great advice. Um, and, Tuka, this is me. I am a big fan of your work as well. Um, and you. I have a question. What are some tips that you can give to some basic tips for the every, maybe something that you tell your clients um, that they should do to take care of their hair and to keep it healthy? Well, the first thing that I advise my clients is clean hair and scalp. Some people think, oh, I'm going to the longer I go without shampooing my hair, the better off I am. Not necessarily true. You want to keep your scalp clean as well as your your hair clean. Um, you have to keep the scalp healthy and clean and have healthy hair. 
Um, mm-hmm. You also want to keep your hair and scalp moisturized. Now, when I say moisturized, I don't mean part your hair, grease your scalp, grease your hair. Exactly. I always tell everyone to look at your scalp <laughs> the same way you look at the skin on your body or the skin on your face. If I'm not going to put it on my body or my face, I'm not putting it on my scalp. Um, so anything that you will apply directly to your scalp, I would make sure that it's natural. And I always tell my clients that when you go in and moisturize your scalp by parting the hair and applying something directly to it, you're not correcting any concerns you may have with your scalp. It's like putting a Band-Aid over a scar or a bruise. It's just covering it. It's not correcting it. So basically what you're doing when you grease your scalp is you're just making your hair dirty. You're not correcting Mm. any scalp concerns that you have. Um, Exactly. Correcting scalp, I don't want to use the word issue, so I'm just going to use concern because I don't want people to feel like it's a negative because a lot of these things can be turned around with the proper care. But when you have any concerns with your scalp, you can correct that at the shampoo bowl by using the proper shampoos and conditioners um, to help the hair and the scalp. And then when it gets to the point where a conditioner or a shampoo cannot help it, then you have to move on past the stylist and see a dermatologist. Exactly. But don't apply a bunch of grease and heavy stuff to your scalp. If you want to put it on your face or on your body, don't put it on your scalp because it's skin. All your scalp is skin. So don't saturate it with heavy, um, heavy like jellies and um, like grease and stuff like that because it's actually mm-hmm. working against your goal. Um, the other advice. thing would be trimming the hair. Now we have to address the ends of the hair. A lot of times people want to address the scalp. They don't want to address the ends of the hair. You have to keep your haircuts and or trimmed on a schedule because what's happening as the hair is growing, it's simultaneously breaking from the ends, and that's why a lot of times people don't see the growth is because the hair is breaking on the ends while it's growing from the scalp. So your hair is basically staying the same length, so you have to keep your ends freshened up. Um, I put most of my clients on their schedule. For those who are on a tight budget and they can't see me for their wash and styles, I'll teach them how to maintain the hair at home, but you have to come and see me for all chemical services and your trims or haircuts. So that is a very important part of it is to make sure you keep the ends of your hair fresh. Um, and protecting your hair at night by sleeping with something silk or satin, whether that be a hair bonnet, a scarf, or a pillowcase. And you can also pin your hair up. Um, with pin curls or wrapping it or putting it in a very loose pin-up or ponytail, and I stress very loose, not a tight ponytail. But after you pin it up, you have to sleep on something silk or satin, whether that be a bonnet, a scarf, or a pillowcase. And those are the basic tips that if you follow those, you'll be good. Without a doubt, your hair will be healthy. But you have to – everything I listed, you have to – you have to do all of those things to keep your hair healthy. Awesome advice. That was really mm-hmm. great tips. I wish I would have met yeah. you before I, all my hair fell out. But <laughs> Lord, you just have to overlook him. He he got issues. I, I got to take, this is Alicia again. I got to do all a right. rewind real quick. The okay. hair grease. <laughs> that is you know, like so 80s. Like, like, no, I well, we can't let it go, Antique. Well, what, what were we? Uh, no. I mean, the hair grease. Uh, because we were most, all of us were programmed that way. I grew up having my scalp grease with, um, yeah. I don't know if I can mention what I used on the radio, but <laughs> pretty heavy stuff, some stuff that probably should go inside of a car. And yeah. 
how we grew up, but, you know, we have a lot more information now about the scalp and the hair and what's good for us, so that has changed. And if you do feel a need to put something up there, just make sure it's something natural, like, you know, a natural oil, not a mineral oil, like maybe olive oil or coconut oil. It has to be natural. Just If you wouldn't put it on on the rest of your skin, don't put it on your scalp. Yeah, you just sort of hit me in the gut right there. I'm like, but my grease, I like my grease. But I wouldn't put the grease on my face, so, okay, I'm going to have to reset that one. Because you don't want to mess up your pretty face, right? So then right. you don't want to mess up your scalp. Because you need to have a healthy, beautiful scalp to have hair, nice, beautiful hair grow out of that scalp. Right? So you have you can't clog up your pores on your scalp with these heavy products. And I'm a, I, I practice what I preach. I am a stylist who has a head full of beautiful, healthy hair. And I always tell people, look at who you're getting your advice from. My okay. my hair is, I have a full head of healthy hair. Well, so. that was enough for me. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. I guess we better throw away the jars of grease. All right. <laughs> Well, what about coloring your hair? I, I, I'm going to have to have a ceremony with my grease tonight. We're we going to have to, yeah, for we can throw you away. But when people want to color their hair, what what should they know before coloring the hair? Well, I, I say that hair color because it's it's a very specific thing. There's not one rule that that's applied to every person because everyone's hair is different and everyone's hair is going to respond different to a shade. You know, we go from mm-hmm. the darkest, a level 2 to a level 12. 2 being the darkest, 12 being the lightest. I could apply a shade to your hair and mine and it's not going to come up the same. So it's a lot involved in knowing how to do color. So I always say, please go to a colorist to have your color done. But someone with a relaxer and someone with natural hair can have color done. A lot of women with relaxers a lot of African-American women, period, think that they can't get color because they've had so many bad experiences because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of hairstylists, we don't take it beyond learning how to style hair, make it look pretty. We don't learn how to do color. And there's a lot of there's a lot of chemistry there where you have to learn, you know, what shade is going to work, what color is going to cancel out another color. So I would say please go to a colorist and... Um, Consult with them so they can look at your hair, see where it is, see how porous it is, see where you are with your relaxer, and give you a realistic answer because sometimes, you know, a client may be a level, want to be a level seven, but I can't take you that high. I may be, be able to only go to a level five and just being able to tell a client realistically what their hair can take and, mm-hmm. and moving forward from there. So definitely see for all color. Don't try to do it at home. Be a colorist. Mm-hmm. And... Natural and relaxed clients can get color done. And Tiqua, that is so much information because I was thinking about coloring my dreads, and that's nice to know that I can um, switch it up a little bit and change the colors. I have a, a question for you, though. Um, and you touched on this a little bit because one tip you gave was finding someone who has not um, good hair themselves. You said your hair was long and healthy, and that's one thing that we should know when we're picking a hairstylist, but what are some other things that we can know in order to pick the right hairstylist? Um, some of the things I would say when you're looking for a new hairstylist, like if you move to a different area or you just want something different, referrals are always great. 
Um, make sure that the person you're getting a referral from, their hair is somewhat close to yours because if I have, you know, if I'm relaxed and I go to a stylist who's only good with relaxers and you have natural hair, you have dread, that doesn't really help you. So you have to be mindful of who you're getting your referral from. Um, reviews online, are, those are helpful. You have to be able to filter through those. Um, but reviews online, checking out the stylist website and making sure that the stylist is knowledgeable on your texture and style of hair because even a, a stylist who do relaxers, she may re- relax hair and specialize in doing long hair. So if you want a short pixie cut, that may not be her thing. So just make sure that your referrals are coming from someone who has texture like yours. Reviews online, look at their website. And consult with the stylist before you can make your appointment. Go in and make sure they're knowledgeable. Ask them, can I come in for an appointment for a consultation? Most stylists will do that for free. And you can fill out the stylist, the salon, and make sure it's a good fit for you because it is a relationship. It's just like any other relationship. You don't want to just jump into it without getting some information. So you want to be knowledgeable on that stylist and what they're capable of offering to you before you move forward and letting them do anything to your hair. And another thing you can do is you can start out with something basic, like uh, before you let him or her color or cut your hair, maybe you'll just go in and consult with them and then maybe move forward on something basic like a, a wash and blowout and see how comfortable you feel with them, and then you can move forward. So take baby steps like you would do in any other relationship to make sure that your hair is going to properly be taken care of. So, Antigua, we have a question from one of the audience, and they wanted to know, is there a consumer product that they can get to use to get the relaxer effect without damaging their hair? Um, Two products that I like a lot, and I I do a lot of uh, silk press, silk press here, in New mm-hmm. York, we call them blowouts. Um, I like the Paul Mitchell Skinny. I put that, I blow dry the hair straight from the sink. I don't um, exactly. pre-dry the hair because I just like the moisture that the hair keeps straight from the sink. So before I go and blow dry it, I apply the Paul Mitchell Skinny through the hair before I do the blowout. Or there's another product called Miracle 10 Miracle Styling Potion. That's uh-huh. awesome as well. They both are very light in weight, but they also they protect the hair from the um from the heat of the blow dry and they give a nice smooth um silken and from that flat iron. And also, you know, the weight of it allows I I always say when a woman moves, her hair should move. I cannot stand exactly. heavy, greasy, stiff hair. <laughs> so the both yeah. of these products will still give you that free flowing hair. And you know, getting a a good flat iron, I like SHI, um mm-hmm. They're flat iron. I use rough flat iron. I don't re- recommend that one to my clients because um, you got to be able to kind of know what you're doing, or you can burn the hair. Um, the rough flat iron. I can mm-hmm. I can straighten the curliest hair with that flat iron and get it bone straight. So the one that I would recommend for a client to use at home is is the FHI Technique. Flat iron, you can order it. It's a little over a hundred dollars. It's black and it has a red plate on it. That is that's flat iron for the ladies to use at home to get a nice smooth silk press without damaging their hair. You would have to literally stand there and hold it on your hair for like five to ten minutes for it to damage mm-hmm. your hair. So you can kind of, 
I feel comfortable recommending that flat iron to my clients. Preferably, I like them to come in and just let me do it because they may apply exactly. too much heat on the ends <laughs> and cause them those ends to get too stringy. But if you're going to have to do it because of time and budget, that would be the flat iron and the palm that you skinny or the Miracle 10 Miracle Styling Potion. Those two are my favorites. Okay. All right. And Tiqua, you gave us a wealth of knowledge. I'm still sitting here like I got to dump all my hair grease and, and make yeah. some changes <laughs> so my hair um, can grow healthy because I thought I was doing it the right way. So you um, have blessed my soul, and I'm sure you have blessed the listeners. How can they reach out to you? Do you have um, some contact information you can provide our listeners? Well, I work here in um, in Virginia in Ghent at the Elite European Day Spa. They can look me up on my website at antiquishair.com. Or I'm also in New York a couple of days out of the month, so if any of the listeners are in New York, they can also look me up on antiquishair.com and contact me on my phone number, which is 917-952-4241, and I'm available five to six days a week appointments, but I'm mostly in Ghent area of Virginia. Okay. Well, Antiqua, we do thank you. Um, again, so much information you gave us that's really helpful. And of course, we wish you nothing but continued success in the fabulous job you're doing. And feel free to come back. Um, we would love to have you come back and share more with us. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. It was my pleasure. Whenever you need any advice, you know how to get in contact with me. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. All right, now. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Wow. A lot of good information. Alicia, I guess you got to throw that grease away. (laughs) And I know you was over there grieving your scapulars that we was giving this conversation. You know what? (laughs) If I'd known what was going to happen, I would have greased my scalp before. And then, you know, I could have had my little ceremony where we <laughs> let it go. But I'm going to be all right. I, I'm going to be, it made sense, but I'm going to be all right. So, mm-hmm. you know, we covered hair, we covered makeup, and now we have to go on to fashion and style. And, of course, we have fashion designer and style expert, Makesa LaCharles. And, you know, what I love about her story is that she discovered her talent and admiration for fashion at the age of five, um, sketching silhouettes of women's wear in her Philadelphia home. Um, So you can never, you know, those childhood dreams that so many of us have, you can never overlook those. Um, Impressive career uh, for someone so young. Has attended um, locally here on business for uh, College of William & Mary, Also has studied in Parsons Paris, School of Art and Design in France, studied abroad in Italy, as well as interning in New York City. And she also taught herself how to sketch and sew. Um, But this woman has also built a fashion empire. Uh, She is the fashion designer and style expert and has even launched her own company, House of Seven Jewels. Um, So the list just goes on and on for the things that she has done. Um, So if you can, let's face it, family, let's welcome Mikasa LaCharles to the show. And how are you doing this evening? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm ready to talk all things fashion. Awesome. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) (laughs) Always need it. So I'm sure we're going to learn some wonderful things this evening. (laughs) 
plan. I hope so. That's totally the plan. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Macaulay. So, this is Luke. Hi there. How are you? Good. How are I'm you? Wonderful. Good. Well, we have um, a few questions we wanted to ask you. Um, and I think this question is very relevant since we're going to be going into this in a month or so, but what is the best way to transition a summer wardrobe into a fall wardrobe? Yes. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great question. And I love when people ask me that question because when you're purchasing clothes, you want to get the best thing for your buck. And I have, like, a lot of friends who they're always, once the season changed, they're, like, taking their summer wardrobe, putting it in containers, whipping out the fall. And I always stress to them is that you can totally still transition those summer favorites into your fall wardrobe. For women, it's really easy to do, um, especially for a lot of the dresses that we wear. What I always recommend is, like, if you have some of those favorite summer dresses, depending on the silhouette and the style, of course, pair that with a pair of OPEG stockings, a pair of booties, um, a crop leather jacket, a cool hat, and you're ready to go. And you're not having to go at the expense of purchasing a new fall dress because you can still wear, depending on what the print is and exactly the weight of the fabric, you can totally transition that same dress into your fall wardrobe by wearing those OPEG stockings and a pair of booties or boots. Um, same thing goes for, like, your denim shorts. You know, when I was in elementary school and middle school, my mom would actually style me wearing shorts and OPEG stockings and, like, little booties, and it was just way ahead of the time during that time. And I remember being ridiculed for it. Um, but I'm just so much happier nowadays seeing that people are adapting to the fact that shorts can totally be worn all year round, um, whether they're yes. denim or leather. You can totally wear your shorts all year round. I do it all the time. Um, but, of course, you don't want to go bare legs. So the key to transitioning your wardrobe, especially for a woman, is incorporating a pair of OPEG stockings. So not the sheer stockings. Um, but the ones that actually have some weight to it. Because the great thing about that is you're not showing a bare leg, and it also provides you with the warmth you need. Okay. Wow. Hmm. I can learn something new this evening. Okay. Let me write <laughs> yeah, that down. Go for it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, along those lines, this is Alicia. Um, what are some of the hot trends for this fall and winter? Alicia, okay. All right, so this is going to take us about 10 minutes. I'm just kidding. No, it won't. But <laughs> this fall and winter is going to be really, really exciting. Um, so first off, let's start with colors, okay? So Pantone, which is like an international coloring system that fashion designers and even like interior designers use for identifying the millions of shades of color, um, Pantone basically, uh, they've listed this fall and winter fashion colors as an evolving landscape. So what this is going to entail is an evocative, um, an evocative uh, palette for a love of nature, yet a timeless appreciation for warm and security. So for this fall and winter, you're going to see a lot of uh, greens in the family of forest as well as sage, um, wintry whites or stormy whites as they're calling it. Uh, you're going to see grays and blacks, but also you're going to see uh, burgundies and burnt oranges. So colors that embody nature is very, very hot for this fall, especially that military, that militant green, I think is going to be a very, very strong color. So anything that kind of goes along the lines of evolving landscape and the nature theme is going to be a must 
for this fall and winter. In addition to these colors, though, there are about six different styles that people can definitely uh, incorporate if they're looking to stay with the trends uh, for this fall and winter. And I'll definitely go through it, if that's okay, those six different styles. So the, oh, yeah. first style, um, the first style they have is called the, like, the granny style, okay? And basically what this style is is basically embracing the fact that more is now more. So what this granny style is basically saying to do is 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 to match and match prints. Um, you know, the season for this season is going to definitely be for the person who wants to wear it all and doesn't want to have to sacrifice animal print for stripes because yes. this season she's going to be encouraged to actually mix them both. Um, so, you know, feel free this season to clash colors, prints, and add a little of this and a little of that and to create your own style. Um, so okay. that's the first style that's going to be for this fall and winter. And everyone can do that, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> everyone can totally do that. <laughs> um, okay, so my second... leopard going to be with my stripe. Okay. <laughs> yes, girl. Put it all together. They're definitely encouraging it. Yes. Uh, the second style is always a good go-to um, because it involves a lot of black. Uh, they call it the golf girl. Um, so black is always going to be here to stay, <laughs> you know, especially when you're going to fall in winter, you can't abandon, yeah, you can't abandon your black, um, but, you know, the cool thing about this whole golf girl trend that's going to be seen this fall and winter is, um, and what I would recommend, instead of just wearing, like, your typical black jeans and a black t-shirt, definitely seek to go with more texture, so um, when you're looking for your black pieces this fall and winter, definitely look for leather, lace, chunky knit, and embellishments but still staying in that black family because that, that dimension and that texture to those garments is going to really what uh, is going to really allow that look to pop. Um, and just a few other uh, trends they have going, of course, is the boho. That has been trending for like maybe the past two years, but that is something that is still hot on the scene. So, you know, definitely be playful with patchwork, um, layers, um, think native prints as well, ponchos, Kimono-styled, um, inspired robes, wide leg pants, chiffons, and metallic. So anything mm-hmm. boho um, and fringe. Oh, my goodness. Like, last year, fringe was really hot. That's definitely going to be hot again this year. So whether you have fringe on your purses, your boots, your jacket, fringe it up. I love fringes because it definitely incorporates that whole boho, I'm free-spirited kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two trends for this fall and winter um, is going to be the mod. So they're calling it like the 21st century mod. Um, and when you think of mod, of course, you're going to think of our friends over across from the pond in London, um, in which, you know, during that era in the 1950s, I want to say, like when the Beatles existed, um, it was like really um, checkerboard print stripes. Uh, but the cool thing about this particular style is the A-line skirt. So when searching for a skirt this fall and winter, I would definitely recommend going for the A-line skirt, whether it's um, short, mid-thigh, or either if it's, like, below the knee. The A-line skirt is going to be something that's really, really popular. And once you actually pair it with a pair of boots, whether they're thigh-high boots or booties, it's going to really bring that whole mod look to life. Um, also, the cool thing we have going on for this fall is they're calling it the fashion nun. Um, so this is going to be for the, the lady who kind of more so likes being uh, more minimalistic, creating understatements. Um, so this look is, you know, 
for the person who doesn't really want to bear all and wants to remain kind of covered. Um, so the approach for this is to kind of neglect prints, neglect color, and neglect embellishments, and to go for the nudes, the blacks, and the whites. And then lastly, for a, another term we have for this fall and winter is called the Lolita. Um, the cool thing about the Lolita is that it's going to embrace your sweet but sexy style. Um, so this style is a lot of baby doll dresses and sheep, uh, shift dresses. And the great thing about these dresses as well is, you know, definitely pair them with a pair of OPEX stockings and the right shoe, and we're all in business. So we have about six or seven different trends that we can look forward to for mm -hmm. this fall and winter. Um, so there definitely shouldn't be any issues with uh, staying on top. Yeah. yeah, Danielle, you know what? You're listening to her description. You are definitely both. What did you say is boho? You like that? Yeah, the boho? Um, that like the poncho, that she's the boho, yeah. Danielle, yeah. We, I just met her last night at the Monique um, concert, and when I saw her, I was like, she was like that bohemian boho look. She gave me that very and much. And that's like, yes. that's a great look to go with because it's timeless. You know, I think the boho yes, look, whether exactly. it's, like, hot on the radar or not, is going to always be a look that people will adapt and love, can't go wrong. Exactly, exactly. Well, Makas, I want to know, for someone who is just, like, seeking to start their wardrobe, perhaps maybe someone who's recently out of divorce, maybe someone graduating, going into the workforce, what are the essential pieces for creating a great foundation in your wardrobe for women? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, things that I would definitely recommend, of course, depending on what the person's lifestyle is, uh, whether they're in college, high school, or, you know, uh, starting over because they're recently divorced, that will kind of vary. And I do a lot of wardrobe consultations in my profession, and usually the basics will kind of vary from person to person. However, I always like to tell my clients, for guys as well as for women, that you always, the first thing is find a pair of great-looking jeans. Um, you know, you want a great pair of looking jeans that don't necessarily have all the rips and tears, but it's a nice, solid pair of denim jeans. Because the great thing that you can do for that denim jean, especially if it has that ideal fit that you seek for comfort as well as for style, is that you can dress it up and you can dress it down. So you can never go wrong with investing in at least one pair of great fitting jeans. Um, in addition to that, for women, um, definitely a black sheathed dress. A black sheep dress, you know, we always have that LBD. Um, but I would say in terms of a silhouette for that LBD, that little black dress, make it a sheep dress. And that's going to be like your dress that you would probably want to wear to work but that you could also wear to going to happy hour. And the great thing about that dress is you can dress it up, you can dress it down, depending on how you accessorize it with belt, shoes, and jewelry. Um, also some great things to have is um, a blazer. Um, always recommend to women um, a pair of great-looking black pumps. Now, I know we've all seen that one girl out and about, and it looked like she fell in every pothole with her heels that she walked through, like when she walked through that city that day. One thing I always stress is to make sure that at least you have one pair of shoes you can always go to that the heel doesn't look like it went through World War, like World War Three. Um, so you definitely want to have a pair of heels in your closet in which the heel looks in great condition. Um, so regular maintenance in terms of going to your local shoe repair to get those little caps pull, pull, put on because when you start hearing that clacking, you need to get the cap put on. <laughs> 
So that's something that's really, really important that a lot of women neglect. And I will admit that when I was in high school, I would neglect it from time to time. Um, but it, it really defines who the woman is because you can look, you can be extremely beautiful, but as soon as I take my eyes from your head to your shoes and I see that those heels are a hot mess, then my perception of you have completely changed. So definitely a great pair of black pumps is very traditional, I mean transitional for the wardrobe. Um, another thing I would recommend for women to have as an essential is a nice winter coat. You know, I'm always surprised when winter hits how many women and men as well don't have at least one nice wool or tapestry winter long coat. And I think it's so important mm-hmm. just because, you know, like I'll, I might go out from time to time or if I'm in the mall, and like, or if I'm outside, I mean, these girls and guys are wearing these like super thin other jackets. It's freezing outside. You can tell they're cold because they're walking around hugging themselves, freezing. Um, so I think one thing that's really important is investing in a nice wool coat that is maybe a knee length or longer. Um, knee length is usually like a good um, to go, but it just it gives your wardrobe such a more polished look. Um, it also keeps you warm. Um, but it really just goes to also show that, wow, like that person, it, it shows a maturity in terms of being more established when you have invested in that nice wool coat. Um, because, you know, only teenagers who want to feel really, really cute are wearing little leather jackets or, and you're freezing at bus stops. So for grown women and grown men, I think it's definitely one of those staples to get uh, a nice wool coat for the winter. Hmm. Okay. So what is one fashion trend you would provide a disclaimer for when wearing? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a few here. You know, today I was actually, because I'm based here in Virginia in the Hampton Roads area, and I was uh, conducting a private sewing lesson on Grandy Street. And I was walking to the mall, and I lied to you not. I literally saw three women in their butt cheeks today. I was I was disgusted. I literally wanted to throw wow. up. Now, I know, I know, it's, it's just literally disgusting. Now, for me personally, I know that the short short um, phenomenon is very popular. Don't get me wrong, I love short shorts just because my best asset for me are my legs, so I love short shorts. However, I think some women have unfortunately taken it a little step above, and they think they can wear <laughs> bodysuits like Beyonce does. We're not in a Beyonce video. We're not performing with Queen Bee. Um, so it's important for women to realize that, like, you know, if you're a little cheeky-licious, then you shouldn't be wearing those shorts. You need to get something that has maybe a little bit more of an inseam or either wear those shorts when you're going to a nightclub. Um, so that is one trend that I definitely would forewarn, uh, you know, would want to forewarn women um, about is, you know, like, like I said, I'm all about the short shorts. I love short shorts. But, you know, definitely be cognizant of am I showing too much cheek? Because I literally saw three cheeks today, and I didn't know if I should, like, wow. still look, turn away, or tip them. I was confused. <laughs> I'm still confused. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that's um, so- impressive. <laughs> but it's not. Um. Yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. And then so, two um, more trends, you know, that are out there that I would definitely just recommend people to um, stare clear of. Um, A second one is the midriff. Um, You know, I've seen some women showing their midriff who should not be showing their midriff. And I'm just going to, you know, kind of probably 
pretty much keep it at that. Now, don't get me wrong. I've I've actually met a lot of, um, uh, and I don't really like this term, but plus size women who have like worn like jeans and shown their midriff, and they look amazing. And the, and that's because like, the only reason why they're categorized as being quote unquote plus size is because you know they're hippier than most, but they still have like a really nice small waist and etc. Um, and then I've seen some women who are actually like you know they may uh, not have like a small waist, but they're flat you know, and they're considered plus size, and they look great, too. But then, you know, you find some women who just really should not be showing their midriff. It's just not properly done. And I think the key to really the midriff phenomenon or that midriff trend was more so to show midriff above the belly button because, for the most part, most women above the belly button, they have a nice uh, – that's a nice section. Usually it's flat. Usually it can be flattering to show that portion. Um, if you kind of even look at the culture for, like, most Indian women, when they show that, I mean, the way their style of dress is, they show their midriff as well. I mean, they're, like, 80, 90 years old, and they're still showing their midriff. However, it's always above the belly button. So for women who are seeking to wear midriff tops um, or, or pants that are, are going to expose any sort of midriff, I would recommend wearing pants that are a higher waist and then just showing the midriff that's above the belly button for a cleaner appeal. Um, hmm. And the third thing is just leggings. Leggings are not going to go anywhere. I love leggings. I think they're extremely comfortable. However, when I'm out and about, I just think it's kind of distasteful for when some women are wearing leggings. However, the T-shirt is not covering their derriere. Um, I think it's important, and I think it shows a certain type of um, class, um, and etiquette when a woman does at least, you know, does cover her derriere. You know, it shouldn't be leggings and this, like, short shirt, and I can see your entire physique because you're wearing everything extremely skin tight. Um, so yeah. those are three trends in which, like, you know, I, I definitely hope to see more women um, being more cognizant of. I think they're great trends. They're comfortable. They're stylish or fun. Uh, the midriff showing keeps you cool, but I think there's just a, a a different type of way to approach it, and hopefully I was able to give some advice in terms of how to do so. Well, McCoskey, yes, you you've given us so much great information. I definitely have to ask you, though, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so please, definitely visit my website, houseof7jewels.com. You can either use the number 7 or spell out 7, but that is houseof7jewels.com. On that website, you'll be able to see uh, the various brands I have, from my couture brand to ready-to-wear to my fashion design camp for young female youth here in the state of Virginia, as well as the avant-garde bridal bells I do. Um, also have photo galleries up there, and if you need to contact me, I have a uh, my business phone number as well as a email contact form. So houseof7jewels.com is the site to to um, connect with me on because you can also go to my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page from there as well. Awesome. awesome. Well, again, thank you for mm. all your information and advice. I feel yes, like we can be yes, passing yes. forward. And, of course, yes. we would love to have you back on the show in the future. Well, thank you so much for having me. You guys are great. I think this is a phenomenal show. I've enjoyed listening to the previous uh, wonderful uh, makeup artists and hairstylists prior, and uh, I'm just so happy to be here with you guys. Well, thank you. Friends. Thank I love you it. so much. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Your, your, your thank website you so is beautiful. McCarthy, your website oh, is phenomenal. You. 
I keep looking at the awesome, awesome work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good I night. <laughs> Thank you all awesome. too. Take care and be blessed. Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Awesome. Yes. Good information. Really good show. Definitely good mm. information. So we are rounding up to our finale interview, right? Yes. Danielle, yes, who yes, do we have yes. coming on? We have Ken Williams of Body by Ken. And we've already touched on the hair, the makeup, the outfit, but we got to get the body right. We got to get That's the body right. nice and toned. And Body by Ken is the expert to do that. He has over 15 years' experience in fitness. He has worked with some very popular people. I was checking out his resume, and I was like, okay, now he's worked with Bonita Adams of the Second Act Show, yeah. and he's also worked with some other news professionals as well, and he has a wealth of knowledge. So I want to welcome Body by Ken. Hello. How you doing? Hey. Hello there, Will, and listeners out there. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah, good. I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? We are doing wonderful. Yeah, great show so far, man. It's a great show. Uh love your uh your guests and especially a big shout out there to uh one of my favorite designers, Mikasa Charles. She's an awesome lady, uh beautiful lady and also a beautiful spirit as well. So I just wanted to give her a big shout out. I love her uh All designs, right. her clothing. And uh in fact she uh uh dressed one of my models uh before. So, uh, yeah, oh, big okay. shout out to Mikasa. She's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Body by Kim, I have a question for you. My first question yes. is, how does body image affect a person's self-esteem? And how does that impact the relationships that they have with their family and friends? A body image uh, impacts a person's self-esteem uh, very much. Um, you know, I would say, the majority of my clients who have, uh, I've trained over the years, usually at the root of, um, of of their weight issues, is usually something dramatic, you know, or something uh, emotional going on in their in their life, uh, whether it's the loss of a loved one or um, going through a divorce, uh, loss of a job and income. Uh, these things can be very traumatic, and uh, it usually tends to have a uh, effect or impact on their eating habits and. Um, also, to combine that with the lack of exercise, and now you have a, an issue where you're overweight, um, you're not looking good, you're not feeling good because you're usually carrying too much weight for your for your body, your joints hurt. Uh, you just feel sluggish. You just don't feel good. And in addition to not feeling good, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, my God, you know, how did I get here? Who is that person? <laughs> so uh, you know that. That person knows that, and that person understands it. And um, as a result of it, Sometimes rather than doing something about it, being proactive and saying, well, look, man, I'm, I'm overweight here. I'm out of shape. I know it could be uh, because of my depression I'm going through or whatever. They do nothing about it, and then it starts to have an impact not only on them personally because they feel bad about themselves. They know they're, uh, uh, they're, they're not at their best uh, appearance. And so now it, it impacts their family. Uh, I've had many uh, women to... Uh, to come to me and talk about how it's affected their relationship with their husband. Uh, they don't like to go anywhere with their husband or the family. They like to stay home uh, because she feels like, you know, um, I'm making my husband look bad. You know, uh, you know, he's 
he didn't sign up for this. You know, I was this nice, you know, little small lady when he met me, and now, you know, we're out in public, and all these other little small women or fit women are, you know, out looking at me and him going, what is that fat woman doing with this nice-looking guy? So uh, I've heard these stories, and it's very sad, you know, because uh, it's not usually something can be done about it. You know, it's not like it can't be helped. And the thing is, uh, you can't help it, and there's uh, uh, solutions to, to, to helping uh, people who have those self-esteem issues due to uh, weight, weight gain. And Body by King, you said you have had clients who either their spouses come to you for help, um, to help their loved ones who are struggling with weight gain. But how does that how does it affect and impact their loved ones' lives? Uh yes, um I've had uh, many uh clients uh well, actually men who will actually come to me, you know, which is um really saying something, you know, uh when a guy comes to another man and says, Hey man, you you, you got to get my wife in shape, man. <laughs> you got to help my wife, bro. Uh, <laughs> this ain't how she looked when I first got her, man. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, <laughs> and they being real. They just keeping it real, man. I, I I didn't sign up for this, you know, and uh, and that's real. And and women need to really uh, be conscious of that, you know, because uh, when he met you, if you you know, if you were a certain size, you looked a certain way. That's what he expected. And um, a lot of times, oftentimes. Uh, that individual who uh, is in that position, uh, they're going through things that they won't usually share with their wife. You know, they're trying to, uh, or maybe it can be the other way around. You know, it could be the husband who is actually, you know, gaining weight and uh, not looking like the uh, the the fit marine that she once married or the uh, fit quarterback that she married. <laughs> now he's three hundred pounds carrying a big keg or a big beer belly around, <laughs> making her look bad. <laughs> Come so, on down. Uh, uh, right, right. So it can go both ways, you know. And uh, but when these uh, uh, spouses come to me and uh, um, you know try and get help for their spouse, and I, and I really think it's a beautiful story when that happens because rather than berating that person or you know putting them down or trying to uh, motivate them through being demeaning and saying things like you're fat, you need to get in shape, you need to do something, uh, they say, look, babe, I'm gonna get you some help. And I think that's the best way anyone uh, who's going through this, whether a spouse or a loved one, and uh, who see them gaining weight, you know, never take it upon yourself to, uh, uh, you know, put them down or demean them. Uh, try and get them help. Say, look, so we are, let's, let's go to the gym. Let's work out. Let's make something happen here. Uh, you know, you're getting overweight. I know it's because you're depressed, but let's come out of that. You know, hey, I'll hire your trainer. I'll buy your certificate to go to a boot camp. Um, you know, find some way to, to help them as opposed to, uh, you know, put them down and make them feel even worse. Good answer. Good answer. And bye bye, Ken. This is Alicia. Hey, Alicia. Phenomenal work that you do. I mean, just phenomenal. Um, I love following your advice on the nutrition. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Love it. But I have to ask you. I Uh have to ask you. We see so many people, they sign up for these gym memberships. Um, They sign up for different systems, and it does not work. Um, So how can that person benefit from going to someone like you who's a personal trainer? And could you talk to us about the benefit of making that investment when you've done things like the gym or other things and it just hasn't worked? Right, right. Well, I'll tell you what, Lisa, most times when people join the gym, I always uh, liken it to you going to Walmart and uh, you're going to the uh, furniture section to buy a desk or a piece of furniture and taking it home 
and find out that you don't have any instructions uh, to how to put that furniture together. <laughs> right. You'll be pretty much in the dark. You'll be struggling, right? <laughs> right. And, you know, and if you attempt to do it without the instructions, you can just be sitting there at home trying to, you know, I'm putting this piece together. Does this fit? Or well, this looks like it goes with that part. Maybe not. Maybe so. Uh, well, that's how you're going to be in the gym without a trainer, you know. Um, and, you know, a lot of times we're trying to save money when we don't get the trainer because, you know, most times when we go to the gym, and I found out that by the time most time people get to that point where they made that initial investment in the gym, man, that was a struggle right there. You know, I mean, you know, oh, wow, I got to you know, uh, sign up for a whole year of gym membership. Gee, $39 a month, I mean, that's already pushing their budget right there. So now you find out you need to get a personal trainer to help you, to assist you, understand what's going on in the gym and how to work the gym uh, to your advantage. And now you find out that's an additional $65 an hour. So uh, a lot of times when people go to the gym, they find themselves not getting the results they're looking for at the gym simply because they uh, are just kind of going at it, you know, on their own. They're trying to figure it out on their own. Uh, I, I've watched people kind of flounder around and uh, just, you know, do things on their own and not really know what they're doing. A few months later, they get frustrated because they're not getting any results, and uh, they quit. You don't see them coming in anymore. Uh, right. Speaking of uh, uh, stuff that you see on TV or they order some type of uh, health system they see on TV, once again, get at home and find out uh, that, well, you know, you have to actually work the system. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you, you put Sean T into the uh, DVD player, and you work Sean T for a couple of days, you know, and you find out, wait a minute, Sean T making me sweat. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of hard. Sean T ain't no joke. And, you know, a month later, you know, you'll go to that person's house, and you'll see Sean T's, uh, you see poor Sean T sitting on the coffee table with dust on it. Well, I'm Sean T. I thought you were working out yeah. with Sean T. So, <laughs> so uh, your question was, you know, how, is my, how does my program uh, benefit a person in coming to uh, a program like mine as opposed to some of these other programs? Well, when you come into a boot camp for women body by Ken program or just my personal training program, you're getting hands-on instructions uh, about how to go about your workout. Uh, you're getting uh, instructions on nutrition and diet. Uh, you're getting weekly weigh-ins. There's accountability. And I always tell my uh, clients, you know, uh, remember, the accountability part is the most important part of this whole workout uh, because if you don't have accountability, uh, you won't stick to it. And a gym membership, Alicia, you know, <laughs> one thing about a gym membership, and um, and uh, just on another uh, note, uh, I get a lot of Navy wives. Uh, as you know, this is a big Navy town here in Hampton Roads, Virginia. And uh, I get a, little, a lot of Navy wives into my program. And why Navy wives? I mean, they actually have a gym. They can go to the facility for free. And they have right. all the equipment they had, they need. They have state-of-the-art equipment there. But you know what? They can go in the gym and, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to go in and work out for a half hour today. I'm really going to get a half hour of cardio in today. Get on that treadmill 10 minutes in. Girl, I'm done. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll do a half hour tomorrow. <laughs> so, so basically, no accountability. You can do what you want to do. And when you stay within your comfort zone, you won't find yourself making too much progress uh, anytime soon. You have to come out of that comfort zone in order to make progress. And in my program, you, know, you find that uh, you're going to come out of your comfort zone. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Lord. Now, yeah, you're coming out of it. Now, you know, we bring along at your pace, you know, depending on what your level is. You know, and of course, we have uh, 
uh, different levels for different people. But however, uh, coming to a program like Divided by Camp Boot Camp Women Program allows that person, affords that person with the accountability needed in order to uh, to get the results that they're desiring. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so. And, uh, well, we see we're talking, it's effective. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the uh, we're talking about, you know, body image and, uh, you know, how does it affect people in the workplace and uh, in your marriage and, uh, and especially the workplace. Uh, nowadays, uh, I tell you, well, I liken uh, us now, the average person, the average working person, uh, to like you would an NFL football player or just a professional athlete. And you know how we talk about the athlete, you know, only has, has a shelf life, you know, after a certain right. time, a certain age, you know, you know, 30 years old, you know, they, they, they look at you like, uh, <laughs> well, it's time to cut you or reduce your pay uh, because you're getting old. And uh, they're looking at the younger set of legs coming in. They're looking at the fresh legs coming in. I think uh, uh, Michael Vick right now, uh, for instance, uh, he's, out of football right now. I mean, nobody's picked him up. He's 34 years old. And uh, why? Because he's considered to be older. And uh, they're looking for the fresh pair of legs that can come in there and give them some uh, some time on the field. Now, take it to us, the average person going into the work field. We have a shelf life. And just like there's um, discrimination of any type, uh, you'll find that there's age discrimination in hiring. There is weight discrimination in hiring as well. In other words, they look at your uh they look at you coming through the door for that job interview and they they're making, you know, um they have an impression of you already. You know, they feel, you know, that wow, okay, this person does not take care of themselves. They're not uh mm-hmm. uh, uh physically uh fit, uh which may indicate health issues. And a person who has who has health issues uh may need a lot of time off of work. You know? And um I'm not looking for someone who's going to take time off work, you know, the employer is saying. You know, the employer is looking mm-hmm. at someone who's going to be there. It's going to be healthy. And this is why you see nowadays in uh, a lot of companies, they have gyms in their uh, in their facilities. They have a, like, a little gym in their system, in their facility. Or they actually uh, will give the employees a, uh, a, a stipend or a discount for uh, actually joining a gym that they've uh, contracted with. So uh, employers realize this, that health is a, is a huge issue. And you do not want to put yourself out of the uh uh out of the uh hiring market. Uh when you think of a job that, you know, what a hundred people may be applying for and you don't want to think that your weight uh issues or your weight affected your image that to that employer or to the interviewer that may have kept you out of the running, you know, and uh you having the same credentials that the person who is, you know, uh, underweight or, you know, at a, at a healthy weight may have. But however, because they saw you your weight as a as a potential um, liability, they hired a person who looked like they were in a pretty much in, a, in pretty much good shape. So, and, and unfortunately, you know, um, this is uh, it, it sounds bad uh, and it sounds unfair, but that's how that's the world we live in. Unfortunately, you know, people are going to make judgment based on how you look. And uh, and and our weight is something that uh, 
people definitely look at us and judge us by. And this is why yeah. I'm so passionate about uh, helping people with uh, their weight and health because I tell you, I, I've lived a great life, you know, just from health and fitness. And uh, and you feel good. You, 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 you can't help but, you know, you go out uh-huh. to places and you can do things. You can be active with the kids. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm that relative that, you know, during the holidays, during the Thanksgiving dinners, all the kids jump on me as soon as I come to the door. Because they know I wrestle with them in the floor. I go outside, play basketball, you know. Uh, you know, it's it just, yeah. you know, you actually live a fun, healthy life, man. You know, I tell you, you know, uh, uh, just by being in shape and taking care of yourself. And that's very important, body by kid. And uh, you touched on a lot of good information. I didn't even think about being healthy when oh, attempting to look for work and employment. So, that's exciting yeah. um, information and helpful information for people who um, haven't considered how your image and even employment. We have oh, some yeah. questions here that the audience submitted. One yeah. question is, I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm doing cardio and weight training. In the morning, I do a half an hour aerobic video with weight. Then I go into a total body weight routine. Then later I do at least three miles on the treadmill, varying the incline and speed. I'm trying to work mm-hmm. up to running for long periods of time. I'm speaking to slim my – I see some slimming in my legs and in my midsection, but I'm not losing much weight. Um, and this audience member said that they can lose about five pounds, but they're not seeing a drastic weight change. What are they doing wrong? Right. Well, it sounds like they really haven't given themselves uh, – enough time uh it could be that uh usually when uh what it looks like it appears that you know she has been uh or that person has been uh actually getting in some effective uh cardio uh they have a pretty good weight program going on and if they're already seeing some swimming some results uh it means that it's working uh usually what happens when we first start training the first thing we do notice is uh inches lost and mm-hmm. it's because, you know, we have a lot of water weight. You know, that, and a lot of it is water weight. It's fat, too, but it's water weight as well. And so that's going to be the first thing you're going to see. And now, uh, you know, we have what we call the, you know, subcutaneous fat, and we have visceral fat. And the subcutaneous fat is this uh, fat that lies between the skin and the muscle. Okay, and that's the first part you'll see go, because that's kind of like a lot of water weight and, and weight that's on mm-hmm. fat that's on the surface. Then we have that visceral fat, the fat that's, wrapped around the organs and kind of got entrenched in there for a while because it's been around for so long. And that's going to take a little longer uh, time to, uh, to, uh, to, to disappear. So uh, also, too, uh, her diet could not be, uh, may not be consistent. Uh, sounds like a lot of times when people, uh, from my experience, a lot of times when people's weight uh, fluctuate up and down, and I kind of was, uh, you know, grilling the class last week about that because uh, some people are stuck with their weight is because of their diet and lack of their, their diet is inconsistent. And, uh, you know, they may make progress one week, lose five pounds. Oh, well, I, I, I lost five pounds. I can make it be, maybe have a cheat day, you know. And uh, a cheat day turns into a cheat weekend. <laughs> and then next week they show up uh, with the five pounds back on. So uh, your diet has to be consistent. Uh, one of the most important factors in a person's weight loss journey or fitness journey is the diet, you know, and I always emphasize that, you know, in my classes and with every client that I may have uh, is about the diet being very important. And diet today, at least it doesn't mean 
of starving of starvation. Uh, I always say diet means did I eat today? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <I> today? Yeah. <laughs> that's what diet means. And that's what you should think of it because I'm always eating, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, I train uh, not only train uh, uh, just, you know, students, but I have uh, bodybuilders, I have Miss Figure competitors, I have Miss Bikini competitors, I also train uh, ladies for fashion shows. And uh, one thing that uh, the, my competitors always get, uh, get harassed for at work by their coworkers is that girl you always eat. Every time I see you, you always eat. Yes, they are. But it's Oh, I need to be on that food. program. I can eat all the time. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is the key too is is uh, good food. Is you're making good choices and I always tell people, you know, to say that word choices. It's not about that you're eating, but it's the what it's a choice of what you're eating. That's uh very important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, bye bye, Ken. Are there any additional tips that you have for women in this fitness journey? Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, um, I got three tips for anyone who's trying to, uh, you know, start their fitness journey. First of all, you just got to get started. You know, start walking or uh, going for a jog every day, at least three or four days a week. It doesn't have to be every day, but do something. You know, get outside and start you know moving that body around. And if you're extremely out of shape, I always say start walking. Do do walks around your block. You know, like start off walking around your block. Like today, say a Monday, make it a, a daily thing. Say, you know, okay, Monday I'm going to walk around the block. By Tuesday, I'm going to walk, do a little bit of a jog, walk, do a little bit of jogging, and walk the whole block. By Wednesday or Thursday, uh, say I'm going to jog the entire block. Basically, in a week's time, you know, you're going to be running around that block. <laughs> so take okay. baby steps, but do something. Get started is uh, tip number one. And tip number two is to invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. You know, at least, you know, we invest in that and everything else. Uh-huh. Like now, if you heard a tick or a ting or a ping in your car, you take that thing down to the dealership, I heard a ping in my car, whatever it takes it, <laughs> you know, Uh Unlikely, you know. On the other hand, we feel our bodies uh, not feeling right or not looking right, and we'll kind of like pass it off. You know, we'll, you know, that's like a matter of high priority, like it is our car, uh, you know, or our house. You know, we'll take care of that first, and kind of like our bodies are expendable. Well, we need to start investing in ourselves. Invest in a gym membership, you know, um, or a local boot camp. You know, uh, they have also Zumba classes. You can do CrossFit. So many mm-hmm. different types of programs like here now that you can get involved in, you know, that's very cost-effective. And, uh, you know, studies have shown and proven that these group exercise, exercise environments have proven to be very effective because, once again, usually accountability. Because once again, there's that, that A word, accountability. And also, too, it's a very cost-effective because, uh, you know, like my you know, boot camps are, you'll find the fees to be a little bit less. I won't talk about, you know, prices here, but uh, you'll find it to be a fraction of what you would be getting the gym membership, plus if you had a personal trainer added to that equation, like if they had a personal trainer starting at 65 bus hour uh, for a certified trainer, um, you're going to uh, pay a lot of money. So uh, a group program like a boot camp or uh, a Zumba class, something that meets every week at least three times a day is going to help you get started uh in your fitness journey, a very cost-effective way to uh, get started in your fitness journey. And also, uh, last but not least, you have to change your diet. Got to change that diet. <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you don't 
change the way you eat or think about eating, nothing's going to happen. And, uh, you know, my mantra is, my mantra is you cannot out-exercise a bad diet. You can't out-exercise a bad diet. You have to keep saying that to yourself. You can't out-exercise yeah. a bad diet, meaning that, you know, I don't care how much you work out. You know, you can get body back in today. You can train with Sean T. tomorrow. You can get Junior Michaels on Wednesday. And uh, I don't care how much, you know, you work out or, you know, how many days or how many hours. If you continue to eat garbage, you know, you know you're going to uh, continue to harbor body fat, uh, unwanted body fat, and you're not going to get that body image that you're looking for. So you have to change your diet. That is the key piece right there. Always uh, uh, liking the uh, diet, the, uh, the eating to, like when uh, students come to class, <laughs> always tell them, you know, before they leave, I say, now, this is just like school. You've got the classroom portion of it, and you have the homework portion of it. Now, what happens if you go to class, but you don't do your homework? You fail. Right, That's so true. same thing, same same thing with your with your fitness. Uh, you have you have the workout portion and you have the eating portion or the diet portion, and you can't work out. You can't you know work out just work out and not do the diet right, or you're not going to find yourself uh, getting uh, very far and uh, only frustrated. Scale's not moving, and uh, that really uh, hampers uh, uh really sets people back with their uh, fitness and their fitness journey and their fitness goals. So, yep, so those are my, that's my You have given work. us some very <laughs> practical steps to take to prove our health. Every step yeah. you gave me was a practical thing that I can take now and start it tonight. Exactly. Not tomorrow, exactly. tonight. To make changes tonight, in my right. life. Exactly. exactly. So I appreciate all the information you just provided our listeners. Is there a way or some contact information you can provide so they can stay in contact with you or sign up for some of your programs? Sure, sure. They can go to uh, my website, which is bodybyken.net, or they can go to my Facebook page, which is bodybyken, or they can go to my Instagram page, which is bodybyken. <laughs> <laughs> and find me on Twitter, what bodybyken, I guess. So Google bodybyken, and you will find yeah. him. He is on everything. <laughs> I, I really appreciate all the information and wisdom you provided us. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be making some changes to my own life just based yes. on the information you provided today. Well, thank uh, you. We're gonna thank you, for uh, thank you for for helping us and blessing us. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to wrap up this interview. is on everything. Okay, I think Alicia, your phone is a little. Uh, no, but we're gonna wrap up. Okay, I hear some staticky or something, but um, we're gonna wrap up this interview and head over to commercial, and we'll be right back. Hey, Nick Cannon here. So of course we all know there's lots of talent in America, but unfortunately. There's something else we've got way too much of. Childhood hunger. 17 million kids struggle with it in this country. But here's the thing. This problem is entirely solvable. Seriously, we already produce more than enough healthy, nutritious food in this country to feed every single last one of those hungry kids. We just need a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks is out there every day gathering surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across the country. But they need your help. 
Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Jason Alexander for the Will Rogers Institute. Everyone thinks they know about asthma, but did you know that over 15 million people in our country suffer from the disease? Or that it causes more hospital visits, lost work days, and school absences than any other chronic illness? That its symptoms, shortness of breath, tightness in your chest, and a persistent cough or wheezing can be signs of real danger. For your free booklet, visit WRInstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575. And find us on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back to Let's Face It Radio. We received so much information tonight. I know for me, I got a lot of information that, you know, applicable things that I can start using tonight, um, as Danielle stated before we went to commercial. What did y'all think about the show? Awesome. Yeah, a lot of good information. I have to replay it because it was a whole bunch of stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Um, anybody else had anything to say about this week's show before we move on to next week's show, which Mr. Nathan Whitfield is producing? Alicia, what's, what, what's that show about? I love it. I, I actually love it. Um, the whole premise is on being black in America and really just analyzing, you know, we've seen so many things in the media here lately about the number of people that are going to prison with these mysterious deaths. Um, of course, we all know about the Ferguson issues and all the other issues that are just like it. Um, and point and simple, there are just too many black lives that are ending and ending under suspicious and tragic circumstances. So we're going to look at a lot of different aspects of being black in America, Um, all things from prison reform and the difficulty in getting jobs, um, the discrimination, the space, a lot of different areas. But we'll be touching that next week in a sort of expose style with some fabulous experts that will come on. Yeah. So make sure that you tune in next Sunday, same place, same time. Um, like I said, Mr. Nathan Whitfield, he produced next week's show, and I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing how good it is. Yeah. In the meantime, make sure that you um, visit com. We have some amazing um, advertising and promotion opportunities coming up that Ms. Alicia Brown has put together. We also oh, are Lord. on iTunes. We're on Stitcher and on TuneIn. So if you can't yeah. catch the show tonight or if you want to um, hear it again on the go, make sure you get those apps on your on your smartphone and look for Let's Face It Radio Show. All right? So All right. until next week, we appreciate everyone's support and telling people about the show because um, we're yeah. going, we're doing big things. And season two, as we said, we're going to be turn up. So we're your hosts. Uh-oh. I'm Will Strayhorn. Alicia Brown. Danielle Booth. Liz Garrett. And I'm Nathan Whitfield. Until next weekend. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.letsfaceitradio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, 
same place for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. 